here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarran. Breaking news, the rating for Raw is likely to fall at 2.7 or 2.8. Sting versus Flair did a 5-4. Jeff Hawkins. This is a joke. I'm going to kick your butt when I, once I get bail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come after you. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate on the floor. Top down, we're ready to go. To all the people across every nation. Turn it up and give me some more. Balloon guy! To compel a man to furnish funds for the propagation of ideas he disbelieves and abhors is sinful and tyrannical. Thomas Jefferson. Some pretty good stuff this week. Joe Brock. Gable AJ, Asuka Nikki, hell, even TJP and Rich Swan on 205. All that, and that's just WWE. New Japan had two great shows, and TNA Slammiversary is getting quite a bit of praise. This week, Great Balls of Fire, Uso's Spitting Fire, and Fire Glows? I had no segue. Quick plug up top, I'm on Wrestling Omokaze on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, talking WWE and the New Japan shows. My improv partner, Brian O'Connell, wrote the SmackDown review over at UpRocks. I'd appreciate it if you go read it. So, all my worlds are now one. Phenomenal. Shake Them Ropes 218 with your host, as always, Rob McCarron. Hi, Rob. I had a classmate named Brian O'Connell once. Did you? I did. Probably not the same guy. I would, uh, I would think not, but mm. uh, you never know. You never know. That could be a, a, a mystery podcast we start on this no. very uh, show. Brian Are these knows, Brian O'Connell's the same? <laughs> no, Brian knows Stroud. He knows Chris True over there, and I know True. I don't know Stroud, but Brian taught him in a workshop once, so uh, he got his chance to uh, write the uh, what is it the the thumbs up, thumbs down, or whatever the heck it is over there. So uh, no, I'm happy for him. Good for him. Although, <laughs> although now it's like, well, he's the wrestling guy of the duo. Great. No, I got to be jealous. You do. And that's why you I added know. another podcast appearance to your lineup. Uh, it's because I just I, have to do more. I, I got to ask. I can't help it. I got to ask. I'll do it. Because you're the superstar of this group, destined for uh, big and bright things. Rob, you're the one with the good radio voice. I'm the one that annoys yeah. weirdos in St. Louis. The good radio voice, but no time anymore. Man, this whole uh, well, this wedding this thing. Whole, this whole getting hitched thing. This yeah. whole getting hitched. Uh, four weeks from today, I will, be, uh, I will be Mr. <laughs> woman's first name woman's last name oh oh can't divulge the personal the personal <laughs> names and all that just, did you just mute yourself there i did i kind of i kind of uh <laughs> censored myself <laughs> come on work that mike canellis gimmick that's right i could work the mike canellis gimmick <laughs> probably should probably should uh, yeah, this is coming fast though, man, man, I'm going to be married in, in less than four weeks. Congrats. Well, you know, now you're, a gr- now you're the grown up of the duo. You know, you know what that means? You got to keep me in control. Oh yeah. You have to, you have to adopt me. Yeah. Love me, Rob. Love me, daddy. Here's, here's the other thing though. Here's the other thing is you're over 18. So really, do I keep you under control or just let you go? <laughs> do I just say you're you know moving what? out, you're out of here, you're on your own. Oh, you should be like my parents and just give up on me totally. Oh, <laughs> sadness. It's like that Carl's Jr. commercial. We got uh, we got a little bit of glow to talk about later on, too. Yeah. Well, you have a little bit of glow to talk about. <laughs> uh, speaking of friends of the show, LaToya Ferguson is doing the glow reviews at AV uh, Club. She's been on the show a couple of times. So you can follow her at uh, at LaFergs, L-A-F-E-R-G-S. Uh, she's doing those uh, those TV reviews episode by episode of Glow at the AV Club. So go uh, check those out. Um, our reviews will not be as good as hers. No. But they are coming later. The, the bad news, they suck. The good news, they're coming later. Uh, we may be joined by a special guest, possibly, uh, to talk about Glow episode one 
Possibly. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, we do have this great Balls of Fire hmm. pay-per-view to talk later. Um, it is not just Great Balls of Fire, Jeff. It is the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. You have to make sure you are understanding that it's a pay-per-view and not a song. The first annual Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. You think they will there be a second a, one? Will, will there be a second <laughs> one? That's my question. That's that's going up on the poll. That's going to go up on the poll later at Shake Them Ropes. Go vote in the polls. Po- I have a poll of my own. I got to pull up. That oh, gee. Uh, this is not the type of show where that happens, Jeff Hawkins, so you're going to have to keep mm. it in your pants. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Jeff Cobb is the eighth entrant in the 2017 Battle of Los Angeles breaking news here on uh, Shake Them Ropes. Shake Them Ropes episode 218. We have so many episodes. We do. We have so many episodes. We should probably start this one then. No? You think so? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, What do you want to get into first? Here's my list of topics. You ran through some of them uh, in the open of the show. We got the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. We have Roderick Strong versus Bobby Roode. We are recording this before NXT airs. We have not seen this match, but we're going to talk about it as if we had anyway. Uh, John Cena and Rusev, the showdown. And uh, Cody Rhodes and the New Japan Weekend. Uh, Very heavily relating to WWE and the fact that Cody Rhodes was the main eventer on that show. And the best match of the weekend involved a former WWF superstar in the name of Billy Gunn wrestling Hiroshi Tanahashi. You Uh, know. No, 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 no well, that didn't happen. Cody Rhodes. No, Cody Rhodes was actually in the main event on night one. That did happen. That was a true story. And of course, Billy Gunn in the best match of the weekend. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, what do you want to start with? I'll start with my poll. All right. What is because your, it, what, it's a random thing. I said I asked because it appears on YouTube. I don't know mm-hmm. on the Hulu version yet uh-huh. that from last night's SmackDown, mm-hmm. WWE edited out the Xavier Woods joke. On YouTube, because it, it, I will tell you right now, it is still on the Hulu version. Is it? Okay. It is still on the Hulu it, version. I asked if it was a good move or if it was micromanaging. And, uh, you know, they 26% saying cut it out. They cut it out to avoid heat. And 74% said they should have left it in. I'm conflicted because I, under, I can understand perfectly why they choose to do that. I'm just not a fan of. I'm not a fan of editing history anyways. I think you should just leave everything in there and then, you know, apologize later if you have to. But I right. mean, but, I, but the history, like- I mean, the history isn't on WWE television. It's not like what that joke meant. Now here, I guess I should ask you, uh, cause I did watch SmackDown on the Hulu version and the joke about Xavier Woods being rated R. Was that yeah. the only reference? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that was, was it. That was still in, that was still in. But if you don't know what, you know, that reference is of, I mean, you, you could watch every hour of WWE TV and still not know what that reference is about. It's not like it was WWE storyline. They're not exactly erasing history. Oh, I know in some ways they're not, but in some ways it's just one of those things that's going to make people more curious if they do. And, and there'll, there'll be random, you know, pirate clips out there going and that'll, it's like, uh, I, I remember at one point, uh, during the, the pipe bomb, uh, era that CM Punk was talking about what happened with Cole Cabana and Zack Ryder and guys like that. And I can't find that clip anymore anywhere. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I understand both sides. I understand keeping in. I understand taking it out just to avoid any semblance of uh blowback, but mm. I thought they may have jumped the gun here. Okay. Although that was a nice, you know what, in, in the corrections and re- retractions department, I thought that was going to be a cringe worthy segment. I enjoyed the heck out of that. It, it did end up being pretty good. I mean, then the Usos went crazy at the end and I couldn't quite understand anything that they were saying, but yeah, they had um, to, they always I, had to restart from, from point one of whatever their next line was going to be. Yeah. But you know, that segment wasn't all about, uh, wasn't all for me. So that's completely fine. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, even not understanding what they were doing. I mean, they, they got a chance to just go there and, and spew it for a minute. And, uh, it, it seems like it was a segment that worked. And Wale was a pretty good moderator. Uh, I thought so. You know, he, yeah. he, he did what a lot of people uh, in that kind of spot can't do. Like that crowd, not a lot of them probably know who Wale is uh, because he can win a Grammy award, but that doesn't mean you're super well known. I think a lot of wrestling fans know who Wale is because he's been around wrestling and at events for a long time. But I've never heard a Wale song, or at least I don't know if I have. I, I'll admit that. I've never heard a Wale song. Um but I at least had heard of him 
And what a lot of people do in that situation is they, they lose the crowd. The crowd's, you know, who are you? We're not going to respond to what you're saying. And Wally just kept going with things. And the crowd, at the end of the day, they weren't like super into him, but that wasn't his job. They at least let him do what he came there to do. And I think, uh, I think he did a good job moderating that rap battle segment. thought it was a good segment overall. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. It was was fun. It was interesting. And I I think the thing that happened was he was controlling the crowd by staying in the flow of the scene, as opposed to trying to actually control the crowd. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, it was, uh, it was good stuff. I thought, uh, that's the whole SmackDown show was interesting. Um, yeah, that Gable AJ, I thought was Gable fantastic. AJ. Now, now Hulu, I don't know if maybe they cut some of it out on Hulu because the match was very short on the Hulu. Version. Oh, you know what happened? I bet you what they cut out because they did one of those things where they went to commercial break and they had the split screen. Uh-huh. I bet you they cut out that part. They did not show the split screen part. That is for sure. Uh, okay. So, and I have the commercial free version of Hulu. So I just, you know, they cut quick to commercial, they come back and then like two minutes later, the match was over. So it was very short. It probably wasn't that short, but it was very no. short on the, yeah, uh, missed, on the Hulu version. You missed, you missed the Gable heat segment and then AJ kind of coming back and, and regaining control and then back from commercial that that's what you missed. And that was very, very good. That's a shame. You and, uh, international viewers don't get that either. And that's, uh, that's a problem. I think, I think they need to address that. Yeah, it's, you know, if, if I don't complain, I got to, it was a very quick show on Hulu. I think it was only an hour and 10 minutes on the Hulu version. Um, and it goes by very quickly when you're not looking at commercials. I mean, I think I got through the whole entire show in an hour because uh, I was watching it with the fiance. She was not a big fan of the John Cena Rusev segment. Um, let, let's talk about this John Cena. John Cena's back. He returned and we got Rusev coming back. Rusev mentions in a promo cutting off John Cena that, uh, you know, he's been sending video messages and they haven't been getting responses. Uh, but what I want to talk about, and before I actually get into this, let me see if, uh, if you may have picked up on something similar. What'd you think about the John Cena return segment with Rusev? I thought it was underwhelming mostly because I thought that they were going to promise a match. I thought they were going to blow it off right there. To be honest with you, I thought Rusev was going to come out. They do the big, patriotic thing and then boom that was it but uh no there was there was one moment i think in the promo that got brought up in a conversation that where he was saying he was on his last legs or on his last run or whatever and i'm like "Ah, you know the last run can last three years i I don't think he's gonna be it's been it's been an issue since the rock i mean when john cena was using all these lines against the rock all of a Mm -hmm. sudden he became the rock yeah. Like right from that moment, he was doing the same exact thing and people call him a part-timer and he's been fighting and he's never leaving, even though he left for three months and he's left before that. Now he's back. He's going to be on every single show because he's just going out in a blaze of glory. It, the whole thing is I'm a WWE all-timer. I'm going to be here for so long, but if I happen to not be, at least you're going to get the best of me. Like I'm going to be here for a long, long time. So we had a match. Uh, what what I thought was interesting is obviously it's July Fourth. It's Independence Day in the U.S. and John Cena is cutting this promo about this is the land of opportunity and everyone gets an opportunity. Uh, he's saying all this and then he goes into the I'm not done yet. No one can beat me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take on all challengers and Rusev comes out. And I'm thinking this is a this is a good little segue. Like Rusev came to America, a land of opportunities. He's looking for opportunities and he's not getting them, so he's going to take his opportunity. And John Cena says, "No, uh, that ain't going to happen." John Cena goes from two minutes in saying, "This is the land of opportunity. This is why people come to America. America's great for this reason," to being the loud American shutting down a foreigner wanting some opportunity and saying, "No, you're not going to get any. I'm going to crush you down." <laughs> yeah but i i feel like i've watched this segment like at least six times from Between the, these from two the, guys yeah from yes. the wrestlemania thing to tribute to the troops i think they did a couple times i mean this feels like the same rusev john cena segment as always it does doesn't it i mean yeah, the, 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 it's it what being they a do fla- it being a flag match doesn't you know i'm, I'm just like Hasn't Rusev had a flag match before also? With Jack Am Swagger, I... one of the best That's feuds right. of all time. That's right. That feud with okay. Jack Swagger, man, was pretty pretty fantastic. Are you being facetious? No, are you kidding me? The feud with Jack Swagger was awesome. Yeah. I was hyped for that match. Jack really, Swagger never really won a single it. one. Oh, it was great. Yeah. 
I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was. No, it was, it was tremendous, but Jack Swagger never got a victory and then they went on from it and it's like, okay, it timing sucks because Jack Swagger was in there with Rusev who they were giving every single push to, I mean, Rusev was the guy, he was the top heel at that time. And they would not let Jack Swagger get anything on him. And Jack Swagger got more over from it. Who would have known that Jack Swagger would be super over from that? And now they're doing the same thing here with John Cena, where it's not going to get a lot of time. It's battleground. I think it's, what, a month away uh, still? Yeah. So there's, I guess there is a few weeks. July 20. No, it's not. It's July 23rd. It's only like three weeks away. I mean, this, this pay-per-view is coming up sooner than everyone might realize. Uh, battleground, though, shaping up to be pretty good. Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton, John Cena, Rusev, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles. You got the Usos in the New Day. You're going to have something with uh, American Alpha, it seems, with Chad Gable getting on TV regularly here. Uh, yeah, this pay-per-view could be really good, too. It was just a, it was just a very interesting promo. I mean, on, on Independence Day, the loud American comes back. Uh, Rusev, not going to let him take his job. It's uh, I just thought it was somewhat interesting. Two quickies before we move off of SmackDown. Two quickies. What, what are we going to do without James Ellsworth for 30 days? <laughs> do you think we are going to be without him for 30 days? Do we get some oh. type of video messages? Do we get some, like, like they show the tweet videos uh, on the screen? Like, this is what James Ellsworth is doing. Do we get some type of video segments? I think we get bad comedy with him trying to sneak into the arena in, like, disguises, much like... Brizongo has been doing right because I don't think we're going completely Ellsworth free for a month. Right, I don't right. think that's no, happening. Can't keep the big hog off TV. And why would anyone want to? <laughs> um, and and the other one, Lana, and Tamina, they're gonna rebuild her, right? That that's the move here. Takes her under the wing and and teaches her how to be a diva, or not a diva, but a uh, but a a women's wrestler, so to speak. I mean, that's that's what seemingly set up to be, I thought. Yeah, I, is Tamina the one you really want training you to be a... I'm not saying that's a great idea. Don't, don't, don't read that much into it. I'm asking what the angle is here, you think. SmackDown's so desperate for women superstars that they're going to teach Lana from scratch when you got Asuka down there. You got uh, Nikki Cross. That Asuka-Nikki Cross match, by the way, on NXT. <laughs> Fantastic main event. That was the best women's wrestling main event of the week because every Ooh. show was main evented by the women's division. And that was excellent. That, oh man, I, I, I want 20 more of those with different stipulations and folding in various horse women in, in combination. That, that, that thing was fantastic. And now we got a gimmick going on with, uh, with Oscar. Not sure if she's going to be back on NXT. Like, uh, you know, she's tweeting out. I'm not going to be there until they find me a good challenger. Are they doing something more with Asuka? Are we are we just mm -hmm. waiting for Ember Moon to be that challenger, or could something else be going on here? It's it's the Ember Moon story. I think I think those tweets were just because to explain why she was in uh, on the the Asian tour. That's all I thought that was. Hmm. In, in case that got out on social media, oh look, Asuka's being brought up. No, that's not happening. They just brought her, you know, to be there. Of course little scouting trip one of the gms is smart they're like let's uh let's scout this oscar she might be pretty good she's beating everybody <laughs> the, only, the only the only general manager i'd have faith in is daniel bryan because kurt angle can't run a show to save his life daniel bryan is behind the uh he's behind the trends though i mean he's taking reaction uh reactionary measures against james ellsworth not proactive measures I mean, come on, you, you do a money in the bank ladder match and you're just going to let James Ellsworth be out there. You should know better, Daniel. Yeah, you should know I, better. Yes. Take control of your show. Take, God's sake. Take control of your show. Do it. Do it already. Um, let's talk about this great balls of fire pay-per-view. A uh, big yes. show coming up this weekend, this Sunday. Great balls of fire. The opening match, I guess they're doing it. They're doing uh, not the tag team match we thought it might have been, not the Finn Balor match. In fact, we don't even have a Finn Balor match on this show yet, which is crazy to me. Mm. Crazy to me. Uh, Neville and Akira Tozawa, Cruiserweight Championship, is your kickoff show match happening here. Akira Tozawa, the Titus Worldwide, uh, former Titus brand uh, this has been getting it. This has been getting TV time. It's on the up and up. 
Uh, you got Titus O'Neil coming out, cutting promos. You got Apollo Crews in main events on TV right now, uh, losing very easily, but still main events nonetheless. And Akira Tozawa, uh, one of the top programs on Raw slash 205 Live. Neville Akira Tozawa, is this the night where Neville finally loses? I don't think so, but I think it depends on how much they're liking, how much this Titus worldwide is is getting over. I have a strong feeling. I think Titus is going to end up being the commissioner of 205 Live. Just call me crazy on that one because I think they're going they're they're looking for an authority figure to run the show, and I think it's going to be Titus after his performance this week. So I I could see something where. Tazawa loses and then breaks off with the Titus brand. And then the Titus brand is just, oh, I'm just going to be a figurehead for the, for corporate because they see something in me. Um, but I don't think, I don't think Tazawa wins here. I'd like, I'd like him to win, but I don't think it's time yet. I think he's the guy you do. I think okay. he's the guy. I think, I think, you know what, if, if, if that happens, I think that's a positive for the Titus character and may even help, uh, it may even help Apollo somewhat after after what happened on Monday. So I, I could see that. I could see this being the transition. This is the transition to get this title, this uh, Titus Worldwide thing going. On the flip side, though, if the Titus Worldwide thing gets going and Akira Tozawa is the champion, Neville is kind of just being another heel on. He's Brian Kendrick at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's uh, he won't be appearing all the time on Raw. He'll be on Two Hundred Five Live. No one will really care. He'll become Brian Kendrick, what Brian Kendrick is doing. Uh, but I can also see it, this is the kickoff show. Do they do a title change on the kickoff show? There's a lot of uh, a lot of different directions. I, I see this going either way. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for an Akira Tozawa win here because I want to see them take the next step with Titus Worldwide. Now, if Akira Tozawa remains a face, and they really want to be a heel group with Titus Worldwide because that's been wishy-washy. Like sometimes there are baby faces, sometimes they're bad guys. It, yeah, it feels like they're baby faces though now. It, because the crowd's getting into it. Like uh-huh. it, it seems like they're just being made baby faces. It's like when the New Day, the New Day started off as a heel group and then they started doing funny things. The crowd just kind of went with it and all of a sudden they were baby faces. Not because they turned on anyone, not because they just started beating up the other type of guys. It was because the fans just liked them. I This is what I think is going to happen with Titus Worldwide. They're just going to be liked. Crowd's just going to be like, hey, Titus Worldwide is here. Let's like them. And if that's the case, then Akira Tozawa as the babyface champion uh, and them facing off on some different teams, that could be a that could be a cool thing. Um, my, I don't know, my heart says Akira. My gut says Neville. I'm torn. <laughs> I'm going to go with the heart. Okay, that's a foolish thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Bad month to be telling me stuff like that. I know. It is the wrong month. Cesaro and Sheamus and the Hardy Boys. 30-minute Iron Man match for the tag team titles. I did not expect, did not expect Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy to be working Iron Man matches when they came back to WWE. No, not at all. And what Sheamus has taken time off for a movie. I think that I think one of the reasons why they don't put on Akira Tozawa is because the Hardy Boys may get the these belts and do a short program with the revival before Seamus comes back. I, I think that's a distinct possibility. How does that affect Akira Tozawa though? Uh, because they don't want too many title changes on a, on a minor show. On a minor show. This is a show well, Brock Lesnar's on buddy. Yeah. This ain't okay. no minor show. This is mm-hmm. the most important show of all time. I, this I meant- is, this is WWE's WrestleMania. If WrestleMania was a WWE pay-per-view, this would be it. Hmm. I, I think your logic is a bit off there, but um, I, I you know what? This is one of those ones where I, I don't really either way. It, I can see it going either way and probably just having the program continue in some way while Seamus takes the time off to film the movie, which may only be a week or so. I mean, you know, it, it depends on how big his part is. I don't I mean, feel like least, he, he wasn't that uh, that far off of TV when he was doing that Ninja Turtle movie. I don't feel like he yeah. was gone for a long time. Maybe he was. Maybe I didn't miss him. I mean, who's going to miss Sheamus? No, Anyone? I agree. Cesaro, maybe, because Cesaro's gotten the most TV time of his life here being Sheamus' tag team partner. Who do you like? I like the Hardy Boys. I like the okay. Hardy Boys. Uh, you got a 30-minute Iron Man blow-off match here. I think they take it. Um, you know, because I, I don't know what else 
Uh, if, if Sheamus is going to be off of TV, that could be one reason for behind the scenes purposes why they put the Hardy Boys as the tag team champions. But you got the revival. You got Anderson and Gallows. You got a lot more heel teams than it seems like they're going to push babyface teams. So to me, the Hardy Boys would go on and win it. And then you do the revival or you do Anderson and Gallows. You do somebody like that against the heart. What, who are the other babyface tag teams? Because the Golden Truth broke up. And that's a match. Speaking of, I mean, where the hell is Goldust versus Tr- uh, Truth on this show? Like, they, they didn't really wrestle a whole match on Raw there. Where, where the hell is that match on the show? Probably at the uh, death spot. Who am I missing, too? Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor Drifter. and the Hardys. Oh, that's right. The Drifter. Yeah, I didn't know if I expected your boy. that one. Yeah, your boy, Drifter. Elias Sampson. How can mm-hmm. you forget Elias, your favorite wrestler next to Tino Sabatelli? Elias uh, Sampson. My favorite wrestler is kind of a bit of a stretch. Favorite wrestler. I you mean, said it, you've said it here week after week, and I'll pull the tape. I no, don't I know if that's true. And I don't know also if you know how to pull the tape. So I'm going to just go with it. I uh, have a new computer. I can pull the tape. Oh, my God. You can pull tape now? Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to change the way I say a lot of things. Yes. You know, I mean, you, yeah. you know, like eating hats and mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about there. Anyway, um, the Miz versus Dean Ambrose for the WWE championship of North and South America, the intercontinental title. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is boring. Uh, the Miz is great. He is doing his best to keep Dean Ambrose interesting. I fear that Dean Ambrose is going to win this match and I'm never going to want to watch Raw again, ever. The show may end because Dean Ambrose wins the IC title. I don't think he wins the IC title, but I think he wins by DQ. We, when, uh, we the, did the, that, though. This, to, this is how Miz won the title, is it not? Yes. The stupid disqualification. Dean Ambrose has got to stop getting disqualified. Well, maybe they do the match again. You know, this time Miz gets DQ'd and they bring it back and like, oh, I lost the belt because I got DQ'd once. Yeah, Miz is getting DQ'd here and Dean wins because I think that the entourage probably interferes in some way. Oh, this is... I hope... Look, in one way or another, the entourage is interfering and Dean Ambrose is either winning by DQ or he's, or it's going to be a weird distraction thing like Heath Slater this do they, week. Do they stretch this all the way? Because the next show is, is SummerSlam. Like, there ain't a lot in between now and SummerSlam. There's a whole lot of episodes of Raw. There's like six weeks of Raw before that show. But the next pay-per-view is SummerSlam. Are they going to give a spot on SummerSlam to The Miz and Dean Ambrose in a singles match? Unless they move like Finn Balor onto the Miz, look at look at how stacked this Raw show is, and they don't have any of the SmackDown guys matches on it. Mm-hmm. Outside of the next match, Enzo Amore and Big Cass, because I could do without that. Like of all the matches to just be thrown away on Raw, Enzo Amore, Big Cass, is there a chance in hell this match goes more than five minutes? No, I don't think so. And that's why I don't think Brock and Joe is going to be a quick squash. Or a quick, like, just bulls going at it and someone gets a fluke victory. Because you're going to have a short match in the show, a really short match in Enzo and Cass. That's going to be the big squash. Cass is just going to completely kill Enzo. Because Enzo's charm isn't that he wins matches or is even that much respectable in the ring. It's that you just like the guy. So he can get destroyed here and you'll really hate Big Cass. So Big Cass wins in just, you know, I'm thinking two and a half minutes, maybe not even. Thought it was a good promo at least until he came back and added the coda this week for Enzo I'd really liked that uh okay let me throw this at you then what is the percentage chance that Enzo gets some kind of schoolboy here and gets a quick fluke win just to kind of show Cass that hey I was valuable and you shouldn't have left me like this Uh, yes but then he gets destroyed after the match you know he gets the, the boot in the face and thrown around and I guess, but man, that wouldn't be like it because Big Cass, this isn't even an angle where Big Cass was like, he he didn't really want to hurt Enzo. He just wanted to separate and he didn't know a better way to do it. Like Big Cass wants to destroy him. Hold on. He didn't want to hurt Enzo. He threw him down a ramp. No, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. This isn't an angle like that where Big Cass is just the, the big partner who wants to go so low and he doesn't want to hurt Enzo. He wants to hurt Enzo. Yeah. So I don't believe that he's going to. If you go in with this gimmick where Big Cass is kind of like nonchalantly just brushing aside Enzo and not taking the match seriously, if I'm booking this one, Big Cass has to go in there and destroy him and isn't going to let any fluke at all. I would not book a fluke victory for Enzo here. 
I agree, but the, the whole thing is Enzo hasn't gotten anything one up on Cass in this feud, and, and that's not a bad thing. I don't think he should either. Th- this isn't about Enzo versus Big Cass. This is a transition for Big Cass for, to become Big a Cass. superstar okay. big-time heel because, God damn it, this guy is probably next for uh, for Roman Reigns because Braun Strowman <laughs> and Roman can't go after this. Is this that guy's your, it. Was that, was, that your, uh, was that you transitioning into your Vince? <laughs> God damn it. No, yeah, that was a horrible um, Vince impersonation. But yeah, I, I think Big Cass is a guy being set up for Roman. If you're not doing oh, John dear, Cena and Roman uh, or Brock and Roman th- at this SummerSlam, and 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 as great as Enzo's promo, at least the first part was Enzo, and they go, "How do you feel about being called a seven foot catchphrase?" He called me a seven foot catchphrase, and then he says his new catchphrase. I, I just, it, yeah, that's that's pretty much Big Cass. But I think yeah, it's an utter destruction. Utter, utter destruction it has to be there's no other no nothing else you do for this match makes sense but watch them do the flick victory watch them do yeah it. gosh there's i think there's a 20 percent chance that happens yeah i hope not i hope not uh what do you see for seth rollins and bray wyatt because this is another match i mean i i'm bored by the miz and dean ambrose i'm not going to be interested in that match on the pay-per-view i'm bored by seth rollins and bray yeah there's, a, there's are... a lot of there's a lot of crap we have to get through to get to our main events Neither of them are saying anything. I think it's going to be your standard upper mid card back and forth. And then <laughs> this feud continues somehow. What, I don't, I well, don't. Oh, I don't know, man. The The weirdest part of that about this match to me is that I think we're going to get like an actual winner. I think we're oh, going to get a, a regular, just someone pins a guy and that's it. I think, okay. I think Seth wins. Um, neither of their promos have been anything. I mean, Seth is always talking about his past and, I used to do bad things and now I don't. And, but it doesn't really resonate. And then, yeah. and Bray's gobbledygook, blue, 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 you know, it just, just saying nothing. And, and, and I'm an agent to chaos and then no chaos. No, I, I think Seth, chaos. I think Seth goes, I think Seth goes over. Have you been seeing what Luke Harper has been doing on Twitter? Uh, it's Monday. You know what that means? No, he's been changing it up a little bit. He's oh. been, so he was in the SmackDown Battle Royal, right? Yes. And he was eliminated by uh, Mojo Rawley, I believe. Oh, I believe I had that. And I think Mojo's the one turning heel, by the way. Oh, it was fairly obvious watching SmackDown that Mojo's going bad. Yeah. Fairly obvious. But anyway. I that, that wasn't going to happen, but okay. Oh, I, well, I, I, who knew? I mean, you did. I did. Yeah, I you did. Uh, yeah. I didn't think it would be already. I thought there would be a tag team for a little bit. No, they just, uh, they're just moving right along. Uh, Zack Ryder, welcome back. You're going to be the first to be destroyed (laughs) by Mojo. And then, uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, no, this, this battle Royal happens and WWE tweets out that Mojo Raleigh eliminated Connor and Luke Harper. Luke Harper eliminated Connor. Luke Harper has been going out on Instagram and going out on Twitter, kind of taking some, uh, not necessarily shots, but making some criticisms of the WWE social media. And out there, the guy seems a little frustrated that he's not on television or not doing anything after the pretty big reactions he got heading into WrestleMania, like to the point where we thought, or at least I did, that he was going to be added to the Bray Wyatt match at WrestleMania. And now he's nowhere to be found. And he's a big dude. And you could use a guy like that on the SmackDown show. Uh, anything to Luke Harper maybe being frustrated with WWE right now? I don't think so, because... Luke Harper and this show have a mutual friend and I've talked to him about some of the things. Apparently Luke Harper has a very bone dry sense of humor. So I think that's what this is. I think this is more just kind of ribbing rather than being frustrated. Yeah. Got to get credit for eliminating Connor, man. Yeah. Got to get that credit. If you don't take that that. credit, no one's going to give it to you. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's that kind of almost my dry sarcasm, amped up a bit. Yeah. Do you see what I did there? Yes, I did. Moving right along to Alexa bliss and <laughs> Sasha banks. The raw women's championship is on the line. Uh, this could be great. These, uh, these two, there's some history here. Uh, oh, yeah. Sa- Sasha banks, not the biggest fan of Alexa bliss dating back to their NXT days. Uh, Alexa nice. bliss. Now the top dog, if you will on, uh, she is the big dog. On Raw. Hold on. No doubts about Hold it. Hold on. I thought, I thought it was the other way around. I thought Alexa wasn't a fan of Sasha because Sasha kept punching her in the face accidentally. Well, yeah, but so, Sasha is not a fan of Alexa because and b- 
because of that, she kept punching Alexa in the face. Of oh, course, okay. Alexa's not a big fan <laughs> of Sasha now. But hey, they're in the main event of this pay-per-view for the Raw Women's Championship. One of four main events, or one of three main events, really. Uh, Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, uh, 12 to 15 minutes, probably. This is going to be one of those matches that gets some uh, gets some time because the middle of the, this card... I guess you can give some time to Seth and Bray and you're going to give time to Miz and Dean, but it's going to be a boring 30 to 40 minutes for those two. Enzo and Big Cass not getting time. Obviously, we have 30 minutes devoted to the tag team title match. If Alexa and Sasha don't get 15 minutes of TV time, it is a travesty. And Sasha Banks might be the one to end Alexa Bliss's reign here because then you can transition to Nia Jax and Sasha because after all, Nia Jax coming off of one hell of a performance on Raw two weeks ago, uh, that that's where I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see Sasha and Nia coming up here towards SummerSlam, or we can get a multi-women match. We can get uh, Bailey put in there. We can get Nia. We can get Alexa and Sasha maybe in a four-way at SummerSlam. Uh, what do you uh, what do you make of this match here? Who do you think is going to win? And where do they go from here? I am really 50-50 on who wins here because I can see a reason to keep it on Alexa. And then to have just kind of Nia be the next one up against Alexa and finally kind of going after it. Or I could see them putting it on Sasha and then transitioning to Nia. But Nia is the goal here, isn't it? That That's... Yeah. Get, given the last two weeks of story, Nia Jax is the goal for a big match for the title. Yeah, but when and does that happen? Does it happen super early? Does it happen in November for summer? Or uh, what is the pay-per-view Survivor Series? I mean, how long does it go? Because Nia Jax isn't getting the one-on-one match at WrestleMania unless she's the champion by then. SummerSlam. I think I think SummerSlam okay. may be the time where she gets a title. I, they may do a multi-person schmoz again where you have, you know, Bailey, Sasha, Alexa, and Nia, and then Nia mm. pins someone not involved in the match or Bailey blows it for Sasha, so you set that up. Um, I don't think it'll be one-on-one and that's a shame. SummerSlam, but, uh, SummerSlam's going to have to be a four hour show again, right? With the whole, like a couple oh, of yeah. matches on the pre-show. It's going to have to be. Yes. Um, and with, with an, like maybe even a two hour pre-show with a couple of oh, matches, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking so. But I, I think, I, I think Sasha wins the title here just as a transition. Yeah. I would, uh, I believe so. It has to. I, I think Nia Jax is, you're exactly right. That's where it's going. That's where it's going. All right. We got uh, our second main event. Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe. The question I have for you and the reason why I bring it up first is because by all accounts, this should be the last match in the show. Do you think it will be the last match in the show or do they close out again against all odds with a Roman Reigns match? I think it depends if you think it's a long match or not. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a long match, but I I think Brock Lesnar is going to win. I don't see him yeah. losing the title to Samoa Joe. I think it'll be a long one. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe both kind of heels at this point. I'm wondering because I think Roman Reigns wins the ambulance match. I think it's one of those triumphant victories where he's just like he's getting the hell beat out of him. But at the end of the day. There's no excuses. There's no questions. Roman Reigns is better than Braun. And I think they try to have the fans go home happy, in quotations, with a Roman Reigns victory. I, I question if Brock and Joe will actually be the closeout of the show. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going a long time. I do not believe it to be a quick match. Um, that 30-minute Iron Man really throws things for a loop in a lot of ways. Yeah, because if that goes late, they're going to be finding ways to cut time somewhere. And depending on its placement in the show, you know, it's either going to be the women or it's going to be Joe and, and Brock. So, I mean, you have to have really short time for Enzo and Cass. It's not that long of a show either. There's seven matches that are on the pay-per-view portion. All uh, they have to do is cut video packages, to be honest. That's all they would have to do. <laughs> but they're going to cut Alexa's time. They're going to cut Enzo's time, which is already going to be super short. Uh, they they may cut the Roman Reigns-Braun Strowman match to be a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, I think Brock Lesnar's holding the title down. This will be a performance that I, I think gets a lot of more, a lot more credibility behind Samoa Joe. He will be made like this is Kevin Owens losing to John Cena twice. People will still respect Kevin Owens and he's going to be a superstar to come. I think Samoa Joe makes it a showing. There's a lot of near falls where people will get into him and think Samoa Joe might actually get the victory. 
Uh, but at the end of the day, Brock and Roman is what is what they're doing for WrestleMania. So Brock has to keep this title. I agree. I'm just not as sold as you are that it's going to be a long match. But I think I think the past couple weeks well, may have changed their. I th- hold on. What's a I long think match? the last. Hold on. I think the last couple weeks has changed their mind, and they are going to do something with Joe here. Okay. And 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 I think. Let, let me posit this: If I'm fantasy booking it. Let's say that it is a fairly long match, and let's say that Joe doesn't get pinned, but he gets, you know, it's that whole he gets submitted, but he doesn't tap type of thing to to kind of protect him a bit in their minds. It's just a pin? No, no, a pin wouldn't do it, but like, mm-hmm. say, like a sleeper or a choke that chokes him out, yeah. and he goes to sleep, and then somehow... He has to be put into the ambulance, and that ends up being some kind of chicanery in the Roman match. Okay. I mean that—that's that one thing. I th- I do think they they do they have changed their mind that Joe's going to not get destroyed here. Let's put it that way. Because mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be the original thing that he was just going to get destroyed. But I think these promos and the way that these segments have gone, I I don't think they, they I don't think they're going to do that to him. But I do think I think you're absolutely correct. It's one of those he's going to win while losing type thing. And I think it's going to be, you know, it might be a double turn in some ways. Because Joe's been being treated like the baby face here. Oh, yeah. Almost. It, it seems like it. Uh, and he's the one going after him. People always like the aggressor sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, especially when you're facing a, a guy like Brock Lesnar. Does Finn Balor play anything into this match or possibly the Roman Reigns-Braun Strowman match? Like, is Finn Balor going to be involved in the show at all? And will it be pretty important involvement? I thought he was going to have a short match against the Drifter. And that would be it. Like, like even shorter than Enzo and Cass, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I mean, adding another match, especially I don't, I don't know if they add that There's match to the main to, show on the on. It this, may not be a match; it may okay. be another concert, and he oh, may great. interrupt it. That's what yeah. we want. Mm-hmm. If that happens, Brock and Joe's going four minutes. Yeah, Roman Reigns Braun Strowman ambulance match. Braun Strowman won their last battle. He was hurt. He was out for a little bit. Uh, he came back. It's only been a couple of months. He's going right after Roman because he's not finished with him yet. Ambulance match. By all accounts, you do the gimmicks here so that the the mega babyface Roman Reigns, the star of the company, doesn't have to really suffer a clean loss, a loss via pin or submission. That there can be some chicanery. There can be some different things that happen that cause Roman Reigns to lose. But I don't really see that as the place right now. I, I see Roman Reigns trying to get the big victory. So how does this all make sense if Roman Reigns is in this gimmick match to get a big victory? Uh, yeah, I don't know either because I think it's going to be one of those things like Nia in the uh, in the iron in, in the gauntlet match where at the end of the match they're going, but but Braun something something. You know, Roman didn't really put him in the ambulance or something like that. It, it's going to be something to help Braun, but Braun still gets put in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. Oh, he slipped on a banana peel and slid all the way down the hall and into the ambulance. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you know, like, like Roman ties him to a gurney so he can't get up and then ends up sliding him in. Uh, but I do think Roman Reigns gets the, uh, gets the send off at the end of the pay-per-view. Okay. That's your pay-per-view. What are you looking most forward to? Most forward to? Yeah. Um, the biggest match in the show. I, oh, Joe. Joe. It's gotta Rock. Be. Gotta be. And then after, yeah, and then after that, maybe Tozawa and Neville. Okay. Tozawa and Neville. It, that, that's an interesting ending because uh, it goes a lot of ways. Who's the Cruiserweight champion going to be? What are they going to do with Titus Worldwide? Are the, Is the crowd going to be into him? I mean, if they're the first match on the show, that's their best shot, obviously, for the crowd to be into it. And what do you do with Neville after that? If you were to actually lose, what do you do with Titus worldwide? Does Akira Tozawa reject the group like fully? Does he reject them completely? And do we get like an Akira Tozawa Apollo Cruise feud or does Titus worldwide sign a different cruiserweight? And that's your program like the Titus worldwide new cruiserweight versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, a lot of different directions this thing could go. Uh, that is the great balls of fire pay-per-view. Before we get into our next, I want to talk about Roderick Strong, Bobby Roode. I, I want to close out some polls. I did put your polls up 
uh, Jeff, on the Twitter feed. So uh, people can go vote at Shake Them Ropes. Will WWE hold a second annual Great Balls of Fire (laughs) pay-per-view? Right now, the voting is coming back no at 64%. Uh, Will they hold the second one? I I had a reply here. Uh, someone saying that Jerry Lawler said it will be a returning pay-per-view. And I just asked, but will it? Because who knows? Jerry Lawler can say a lot of things. I t- we talked about it on this show, how Jerry Lawler said that he got it from Jerry Lee Lewis's lawyer about this pay-per-view name. And I'm like, that's a bullshit story. That didn't happen at all. So we'll see. We'll see if it's a second annual show. Uh, another poll at Shake Them Ropes. Did WWE overstep? by editing out the rap battle Xavier Woods rated R line from their YouTube clips of SmackDown so far, the percentages showing no as the leader at 52%. No, WWE did not overstep editing that out. Uh, Do you miss John Cena? John Cena is back. He returned on SmackDown. Do you miss John Cena? 62% of the audience said yes, they did miss John Cena. Well, fear not. He is back. And who was worse, Ted or Robin? 72% 72% say Ted was worse. <laughs> what is that from? Uh, this is a little argument I got into with the aforementioned Latoya Ferguson on Twitter. Mm. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I retweeted a comment from someone about how I met your mother and that Robin oh, was the okay. worst character. And I agreed with that. And Latoya came back at me. How could I say that anyone other than Ted was the worst character? So we got in a little bit of a tiff. And the crowd is solidly behind her, solidly behind her saying that Ted is the worst character on how I met your mother. Uh, so I Trevor was defeated. Lee, I was defeated. He's the 10th. Trevor Lee is, is the ninth. Entrant oh, the ninth. Oh, in the, the 2017 ninth. battle of Los Angeles, the 10th entrant flash Morgan Webster. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Newer guy. Uh, I believe he's been doing Southern Indies of late. I uh, I am behind the times on some of these indies because I did not know a couple of the names. Here are the names so far for the PWG Battle of Los Angeles coming in just over a month from now. Uh, Flamita, Keith Lee, Walter, Travis Banks, Ray Phoenix, Desmond Xavier, Donovan Dijak, Jeff Cobb, Trevor Lee, Flash Morgan Webster, and Chuck Taylor. Uh, Chuck, Chuck Taylor, Taylor Chuck Taylor is not officially announced yet, but you know, he's going to be in it. <laughs> oh, and Trent he's, will probably be. Always, in it. I don't know. I don't know. Trent may have other things going on. He's moving up to heavyweight. Oh yeah. Moving up to heavyweight in the old, uh, the old new Japan pro graps. He is moving up to heavyweight. The Rapungi vice tag team is no more, uh, at least on new Japan. They might be in the U S independent scene at tag team a, a couple of times. We'll see. Probably not. But uh, Trent Beretta moving up to heavyweight. Rapungi Vice is over. Bigger news coming out of this weekend from the New Japan shows. Cody Rhodes is not the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He lost to Kazuchika Okada. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi beat Billy Gunn on the show. And your new United States Champion. Another KO. Kenny Omega is the New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP US Champion. The first ever. So you have Kevin Owens as the WWE U.S. champion and Kenny Omega as the IWGP U.S. champion. Two KOs, both from Canada. Mm-hmm. Coming in, doing jobs that Americans won't. Actually, not doing jobs, if you think about it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second there. I, I did had to think about it. I did had to. And I did had. And I did it. And that was a good one. Jeff, you Thanks. should be a comedian. I, well, I wish audiences thought that. L-O-L. Uh, that's your PWG lineup. That's your New Japan. Anything else you wanted to talk about from that New Japan show? Uh, fun show. Great crowd. Uh, I hope they come back. Uh, <laughs> it was live it on Access like- TV, by the way, guys. You could watch it on Access On Demand. You can get the Night 2 is coming this Friday on Access TV. Yeah, in two days. Yeah, no. Uh, night 2 I really liked quite a bit, too. Uh, there were some well, I talked about on, on this other cast that I uh, did. But, yeah, no, a, a very, very fun time. Uh, show went by fairly quick live. I don't know how it was on TV. Um, I heard that the commentary had a little bit to be desired. but uh, Jim Ross was you awful. Know, I... I, I, I Look, Cody Rhodes, I, 
I like Cody Rhodes as a character. I like what he does in his heel work. I just think it was a bit of a mistake to go straight to the Indies, and he probably should have maybe taken a year and gone to the dojo to learn kind of a, you know, a more fighting type of style. To because he's still very much wrestling his WWE style in New Japan. Yeah, quite but a bit. And, and you don't have to completely change your style. The Cody Rhodes match against Kenny o, or uh, against Kazuchika Okada was easily his best match uh, okay. that he's had that I've seen on the Indies. Better than the Chris Hero matches. Uh, that was his best match. And now you're going to say, yeah. of course, it was a main event. He was given a lot of time. Uh, it was Kazuchika Okada. I mean, of course he would have his best match. But you can go in there and see, like if Billy Gunn was in that same match, it wouldn't have been as good. You still got to be good to make a match entertaining. And Cody Rose mm-hmm. did that. It was interesting. Had some storyline in it with Kenny Omega too. Uh, now that storyline seems to be at least over for the time being. Kenny Omega and right. Cody are on the same page again. But uh, yeah, it... it it had a lot to it, and the crowd definitely liked it. And uh, you know, there were, there was some talk that you know people thought Cody might actually win. Not too many. I, the overall majority pretty much knew that Kazuchika Okada was going to win. You weren't going to yeah. give Cody the title, and you weren't going to do it on the U.S. show, and you weren't going to do it when it wasn't a show that was on. Uh, I guess it was on New Japan World, but in the U.S. it aired on Access TV. Here, it, it just wasn't going to happen. And Cody right. wasn't this, in the G1. There was a lot of things yeah. going on with it, but. This was, this was Kenny Omega's weekend, though. Night one, the match yeah. against Elgin was spectacular. Night two, the Tomohiro Ishii match was fantastic. Fantastic stuff. It's good. I'm going to watch that show on Friday. We're going to be getting the tournament matches, uh, plus the Hiroshi Tanahashi Billy Gunn match, I believe, uh, for the Intercontinental mm-hmm. Championship. So that's they're not going to show the whole show, but they're going to show the important bits, which is really all you need. Uh, what they will not be showing also on that show, though, is Ricochet. Ricochet appeared on night two in Los Angeles. There, uh, not going to be on TV because his Lucha Underground uh, Underground contract forbids him from being <laughs> on that TV show. Uh, but yeah, Ricochet, Lucha Underground man, uh, w- this show may not be surviving. We're starting to hear the talk again about the uh, when are the next tapings going to happen? What's going on? Is Lucha Underground still going to be on TV? Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff going on here. Ricochet coming out now, making an appearance, you know, smacking Lucha Underground in front of the live crowd. Uh, some unhappy people about Lucha Underground right now. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. I mean, uh, he was over. Uh, this Bullet Club gimmick seems to have a lot of fans because I don't think you could go two people without seeing a shirt. <laughs> for the Bullet Club in some it, way. It was so sad. Yoshitatsu selling those Bullet oh. Club Hunter shirts and people talking about no one was at that table. Because if the Bullet yeah. Club shirts are the most popular, who the hell's going to want to go out there and buy a Bullet Club Hunter t-shirt? Yeah, it's kind of like buying a Sting t-shirt when the NWO shirts are the hottest, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, oh, it's a shame you won't get to see Cody Rhodes then stall for five of the ten minutes of that eight-man tag, which... I enjoyed immensely for what it was. It wasn't the greatest match in the world, but uh, it was uh, it was Okada, Will Ospreay, and the Briscoes versus uh, Skrull. Japanese member of the Bullet Club that I can't remember his name right offhand, but I know it and I'll hear it in my head as soon as I sign off. Cody and, and bad luck Fale. And that was just, that was just five minutes of stalling and then a quick five minute match, but I enjoyed the heck out of it. And I liked the Briscoes. So that was cool. There you go. The Briscoes. Um, yeah. U S uh, the U S is the next territory for new Japan for wrestling. We'll see what happens. Oh, you Jiro. Takahashi. Takahashi. He can, he can <laughs> go away. Um, who's, who's more boring. You Takahashi or Dean Ambrose. Wow. Are we doing glow? I think I think Yujiro is better, but uh, I I would not watch either one of them. I don't care about either one. Uh, Roderick Strong, Bobby Roode. What a fantastic match this was! Bobby Roode retaining the NXT Championship. Oh man, the twists and turns on this one. Really thought Roderick Strong had it there a couple of times. What was your favorite spot in this match? <laughs> you think you're doing the, okay? We haven't we haven't seen it yet. We haven't, we haven't seen, seen it yet because we're taping during the NXT show. <laughs> we yet. haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, I want to talk about glow, but I need some water. My voice is starting to go. I will be right back. So you call your fiance a glass of water. That's very interesting. Okay. She is a tall <laughs> glass of water. She is a tall <laughs> glass of water. Uh, we are back. We are back on uh, on Shake Them Ropes. And it is time to talk about glow. Season one, a little tiny show on Netflix. 
We're going to talk mm. about it. And we have a special guest in studio, Jeff, to talk about this mm. show. It is my fiance, Shayla. She's so, she's so nervous to talk about Glow. She's so nervous to talk about Glow. So, Jeff, we've watched, uh, we have watched all nine episodes. Not all okay. nine. We've watched nine of the ten episodes mm. of Glow. How far into it are you? One. You have watched only the first one. Okay. Yes. Stop. We watched three in the first night. Yes, we did. We watched it. You're a couple and you probably are enjoying it a little bit more than I am. I like it. I, I just... There's a couple things that bug me a little bit so far. And also, I just don't like shows about show business, which is, you know, because I live out here in L.A. and I'm involved in it. But I think it's 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 OK that the, the pilot was OK. It wasn't anything that made me want to go turn on turn on the rest of the episodes immediately. But I think it's a fine show. I, th- I think it's a bit of a stretch to uh, all all the jokes at Allison Bree's expense about her looks. You know, it, it's. It's Allison Brie, for God's sakes. You can't call her ugly and have me believe it. But uh, it's a nice little show. I, I think I think the humor is a little too... I think it wrapped itself up a little bit too well in that first episode. What about you guys? So maybe you have to get past it. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that I can believe that, too, because it just seemed very convenient. Oh, she is sleeping with, with the guy. Well, I don't want to spoil it. Or, or yeah. Am I spoiling it here? Spoilers. Okay. I, you're spoiling everything here. We haven't watched any of it, Jeff. and plus we told everyone last week to watch this show they hopefully should have by now but if you haven't yes it's wrapped up interestingly i mean that's the premise of the show though and there will be more episodes to come you can kind of figure what's going to happen with the wife of the man that allison Bree sleeps with in the first uh in the first episode but the first episode just got us in it it figured out okay allison Bree is going to be your main star and uh not main star of glow not the actual promotion within this show but you, you kind of you figure out what they're going to do. Uh, you see who your your main likable character is, and they're going to go from there. What I thought about the first episode is how quick it went by. I mean, it's a very quick show, 30 to 40 oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. No yeah, no, it didn't drag. It, di- it did not drag at all. I liked that. Uh, uh, for, from an L.A. struggling actor perspective, I've had the conversation with someone who has booked a show that's kind of trying to give you the pep talk, which is interesting, and also the... Uh, and anytime you're in something that's beneath someone with a theater degree, they always they always go back on how big of a thespian they are. So I've had the Allison Breeze in certain improv settings and whatnot, kind of talking down connected. to you. So 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 I so I felt that before. Yeah, you're too connected to it. But that's exactly what happened. And that doesn't stop, by the way. And I think it's funny every single time. So yeah. we're looking for a show to watch because you know Jane the Virgin ended. You know we had to have a new show. And I'm like, hey, let's watch this glow show. I did not think she was going to like it. I did not think you were going to like it, Shay. Did not think so. What happened after we watched this first episode? Oh, I demanded that we watch the next one. Oh, yeah. One. No, we had to watch the next one and then the next one. And here we are. Tell we me are why nine she likes in. I want to hear why she likes it. I want to hear, like hear the positive part. Well, I just I think entertainment value. And then mm-hmm. it kind of helps me to understand... A little bit more, like why you're interested in wrestling, because it's not something I really had exposure to before you. Okay. Um, and I would say, just kind of seeing the background and some of what I sort of make fun of about wrestling, you know, like how dare you the, the personas <laughs> that people put on, and no, you, know, you should always make fun of re- characters yes. and kind of make fun of them themselves, and seeing that side of it. Um, yeah, it's the other side. It's the other side. No, that's that's actually great because I, I, I we also make fun of it here. So I mean, it, it's not like we're a super serious about wrestling show in terms of our podcast. Rob, maybe I'm not. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case too. And we oh, may I have find... we may have another special guest joining because our dog is coming down. Like, where's <laughs> oh, cool. where's mommy and daddy? What are what are they doing in that room? <laughs> what did the dog think of Glow? Okay, great. Yes. Yeah, the dog. The dog kind of sits down and just no, I, lets I, us watch. Allison Bree's great. I, I, th- I thought uh, Kia Stevens really did did well in the little bit I saw of her on this. The thing. I'm actually queen. looking forward to see how she does. The welfare queen. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, is that is that her? What's well, going to be she's her gimmick? The, she's oh, you don't know this yet. That's not I've spoiler, only really. seen one episode. I know. Rob. She she is in the show. <laughs> she is the welfare queen. It is hilarious. She actually has some of the best like show stealing lines coming mm-hmm. up in the show as the welfare queen. Um, yeah, there's some good stuff coming up. If you've only watched the first episode, 
it, it does it get gets better. Progressively better. It is a it is a funny show. It is a light watch. You don't have to think about it too hard. You can go back from it. But it's it's a show that we're going to want a season two to come from, and that's without even seeing the last episode yet. Uh, but we're gonna you're gonna have to keep watching the show, and we're gonna talk about it one by yeah. one each episode. Mark, Mark Maron's perfectly snarky. I like he that. Is. Mark um, Maron is the uh, as the promoter slash director. Now I've. Okay, here's another thing. I've never really watched How I Met Your Mother, uh, except for like a couple of YouTube clips about the slap bet. That, that's the only thing I ever watch. Um, I didn't watch Community either uh, for my own reasons that I could go into off the air, but I don't want to do it here. Uh, is Allison Brie basically playing the same role that she did on Community, or is it kind of different? Oh, it's way different than okay. Community. Oh, she is nowhere close to the same role in Community. Okay, because I, I yeah, I, I thought Allison Brie was basically playing Allison Brie, so it's okay. yeah, she's I, the, she's a down on her luck actress who's finally getting a role and she's going to make the most of it because she hasn't been getting anything lately, so she's putting her all into it. It is all right. These this show, some of the best scenes are the most cringeworthy scenes mm-hmm. when Allison yeah. Brie starts going into actress mode and starts telling about all the crappy plays she's been in when she starts talking about uh, like all the classes. Um, there's, I can't remember if it was in the first episode. I don't think it is where she's in like a, uh, improv acting class and oh, she is absolutely devastated with how no one is paying attention to her and people are falling asleep as she tries to say her lines. Like this is the best part of my week and no one pays attention to me here. And, and then she goes in to watch Hulk Hogan tapes and tries to become a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, right. the tone, the tone of the show reminded me very much of the British version of the office in terms of that cringe worthy, a little bit too real on the button type of humor that, that you go, it's funny, but there's an era, there's an air of truth here that it's <laughs> very, very squirm worthy as well. So I like that. I, I, it's going to be fine to watch it. That's why I don't binge watch it. That that's probably why I can't binge watch cringe type humor shows. We probably that first night when we watched the first three was probably the most we watched at one time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we could probably do more. We just we wanted to spread it out because it is only ten episodes. It goes mm. by very quick. Shayla, who is your favorite wrestler? <laughs> oh, who is it? Who is it? Uh, how do you say his name? Shitstain Nakamura is her <laughs> <Yeah>. favorite wrestler. <laughs> When I first heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh, what are you watching? Right. Like, what is what this guy's name? Repetitively on television. I was like, that can't possibly be right. Yeah. This is how crazy it's gotten, too, because Friday night we were just talking about the New Japan show that was on Access TV. Guess who watched that with me? Kind of. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yes. It's making it a lot harder to read now because uh, normally I read while he's watching Reading's- this. Reading's good. Rob's not much. Focus a little bit more on what's on the TV. Yeah, he's got to focus more. Oh, this is what uh, this is what Shayla called the New Japan Pro Wrestling the day after we watched it. She's like, "What was that you were watching? It wasn't WWE. It was a bunch of tall, hot Asian men wrestling." (laughs) (laughs) It just didn't align with what it didn't. It did not align. Oh, but, but on the other hand, it also passes the if she walks into the room, are you going to try and hide what you're watching test a little bit better than WWE does, <laughs> which just there, there are some segments where I go, I am lucky I live alone. That's <laughs> yes. I feel like today when we were watching, I was like, enough is enough. Enough is Melodrama. enough. Yeah. So don't take, him, don't take him away from me. <laughs> Alice, Allison Brie, by the way, gets naked in episode one. So for those who yeah, are just does. all into that, well, mm-hmm. and no one wears bras. No bras. I can't get over that fact. I think. Yeah, no bras. Half the episode. Actually, I'm like, is she wearing a bra actually, now? Finally. The <laughs> moment I knew it was a little bit too real was the, the that first aerobics class where I'm like, yeah, that that's uh, that's 1984, 1985, right there in in a nutshell. Yep. Bright colors, dancing to uh, Sylvester in, in an aerobics class. The I entire remember. is great. The entire show. Oh yeah, yeah. It's wonderful to watch every episode. All right, so we're going to WrestleMania next year, right? In New Orleans. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. 
participating locations. Limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.